plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. No, I'm not for sale. are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Colts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. Thank you for joining me here on January 19th on a Thursday. And today we've got, uh, you know, a little bit of extra stuff to talk about. Uh, We're going to go through uh, pretty briefly what we should expect to see uh, this this weekend in the playoff games. They should be uh, uh, pretty exciting games nonetheless. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So uh, let's get started first with a little bit of news. Obviously, I think a lot of you saw Bob Kravitz's article today on uh, some of the, the rumors and stuff that have been going around and, and a little bit, you know, he kind of addressed uh, a certain website the, with – one of the articles that they ran with and uh, won't talk about the website, won't give them the time of day, but I do know Jim, the writer, uh, at least, uh, you know, well, I don't want to say I know him, but we've followed each other for a little while on Twitter um, and stuff like that. So definitely no personal connection or anything like that. But, uh, and I I won't bash him for what he wrote, but there's, you know, a, a lot of that kind of stuff that, and it's kind of something that we talked about the other day. You know, I made comments about how a lot of this information has already been out there and floated around pieces of it in one general direction or another, and then there's been some stuff added to it. I didn't really see uh, that there was a significant amount of new information in there. I mean, there's little bits and pieces and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, I basically, uh, just to get the gist of it, uh, I'll give you my honest opinion on it. Like I said, not going to bash Jim or anything like that for, for what, uh, what he wrote, but I will give my opinion on it. And, uh, you know, Bob made a, a, an, uh, honest attempt basically, you know, what was kind of funny though. I don't know if you guys ever heard about the story several months ago, probably sometime in December or in uh, September, where one of the guys from FanRag Sports broke a story, and I can't. It was something with baseball, and Jay Mariotti, the former guy who used to be on uh, Around the Horn, the Chicago Tribune guy, who's now a blogger, like threw a fit about the guy from FanRag Sports breaking the story, and started calling out bloggers on Twitter and stuff like that. And the best part about it was that Mariotti literally has blogger in his Wikipedia page that he, you know. Uh, and, and I just thought it was funny that he was, uh, trying to act uh, a little holier than thou being that he's a woman beater and, uh, is literally a blogger himself. So I thought that was kind of funny, but it did kind of remind me of the, I mean, you know, and, and for what it's worth as well, Bob Kravitz has always been uh, a good guy to me, respectful to me. I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, be a jerk to him either, but, 
Uh, it did kind of come off a little bit as kind of one of those, you know, get off my lawn type things. Uh, Bob is, uh, extremely good at his job. Very well connected, obviously, uh, and always has been. So, I mean, uh, he's one of the guys that most of us, uh, and I would assume that a lot of you who are listening that you listen to, or that's who you go for the information. If something like that is expected to break or, uh, if something is breaking, you typically believe what Bob says. Bob doesn't just throw out uh, Rudy Poot suggestions or thoughts. You know, if he if he's legitimately hearing it from uh, a few different sources, then he he puts it out there, and that's what he was kind of getting at. That this is an unnamed source. You know, nobody you know knows who it is or anything like that, and that the guys at the website um, more or less basically said we don't care. Uh, if you tell us our source or your source or who it is or anything like that, uh, just just write the article because it's going to get us some page views and stuff like that. And it's a fairly small time, low, uh, brand new little website uh, and so on. And uh, so they're going to take all the, the views and, and, and whatnot that they can get and attempt to seem relevant in a big site world which is kind of what we do you know big bigger sites do better so the the thing that kind of gets to me with bob is that he kind of pulled that kind of a jay mariotti thing just a little bit you know kind of a trust the big guys uh you know if you're not gonna you don't want to listen to these guys and stuff um so that was there but in a very small bit and very accurate context on bob's part so i just kind of guess I'm just kind of going through all my thoughts on this all at once and, and just kind of uh, thinking how it drove me back to the Mariotti thought and it made me laugh a little bit. But in short, you know, Bob says basically that they didn't know his source. And I'll be honest, this is my thought. I don't think that Jim knows who his source is either. I think that Jim's probably, here's the problem. You don't, you're, most of us in uh, low-level journalism, Okay. Or blogging or whatever you want to call it. We don't just fall into a conversation on the street with Colts executives. Okay. That doesn't happen. Even those of us that go to camp or go to games or just whatever, you don't just fall into conversations like that. Okay. That's not something that happens. And for a guy who hasn't really, I mean, as far as I know, hasn't written much at all uh, recently, uh, and maybe he has, I don't know, to be honest with you. That seems like almost otherworldly, like almost an impossibility. And so what I get, what I'm getting at as far as that he doesn't know his sources, I think that somebody else is uh, possibly talking to somebody who's getting second or third information from somebody else who might be getting information from somebody else. Granted, you know, people have pointed out that it's a detailed story. Of course it is. But it doesn't take a genius to come up with that kind of a thought process that that's the uh, the idea behind a Peyton Manning, what kind of a deal he would want, and and so on and so forth. Uh, like I said, that had been all floated out previous to any of this talk on Twitter or this article or any of that as well. But like I said, I don't think that Jim knows his source. I think that Jim's source is somebody else who's getting information from somebody else who might be getting information from someone they consider a source. That's strictly opinion. I don't know any of that to be true. Like I said, that's just my opinion because of the thought process in my head, the people that I talk to, 
none of us fall into those situations. Guys who cover the team and have been covering the team like locally for years don't fall into those situations very often. You know, guys who have been there for 10 plus years, they talk to some of those guys, but they, you know, unless they have something they want to get out, they're not going to bring that kind of stuff up in casual conversation. So, uh, how these newsbreakers like, uh, Schefter, you know, a lot of that is, uh, through agents of agents and what they have, uh, similar agents to players or coaches or just whoever, whatever the news is becoming, you know, a lot of those guys have that kind of a relationship to get the information that they've got and they get, and they, they're good at it and they do it and they are confident about it so that they get a ton of it. And that's how that works. So otherwise, you know, I just don't, uh, really have much other of an opinion uh, about it. Like I said, people said it was uh, detailed. I'm sure that it was, but none of that was, uh, information that hadn't been floated out or assumed or thought of previous to that. I don't know to be quite 110% honest with you. I don't care either. Um, it's good to talk about. It's always fun to talk about. All this stuff is good stuff to talk about. It's interesting with the clown show that the Indianapolis Colts have become uh, in the past, you know, couple years, really. I mean, just with the uncertainty of the head coaching position, nobody being happy with the GM and that carrying over to this offseason. That's what people want to talk about. That's interesting to people. And I get that. Uh, but, you know, just thought I would offer my own personal thoughts on that. Uh, maybe I rambled a little bit. Maybe I didn't. But, uh, you know, that's my thoughts. So let's look at these games. I mean, we've got a couple of really, really good games uh, for the conference championship uh, set up. Uh, Green Bay is at Atlanta, a four and two seed. And Pittsburgh at New England, a three and a one seed. Super interesting games. Excellent matchups. I think that it's uh, more than realistic to say that those are uh, the two best teams in each conference. Don't get me wrong. The Cowboys were fantastic and they just didn't quite make it past a, uh, you know, a green Bay team that has the best quarterback in the world right now. So that's something that you have to consider, but Pittsburgh, you know, the, uh, aside from being inconsistent sometimes and laying some stinkers, uh, they have some amazing talent on offense and their defense has been, uh, unreal, you know, just unreal the uh, the past several weeks. New England is New England. Everybody knows that. Atlanta's offense is absolutely off the charts on white hot fire right now, or red hot, if I guess. Um, so let's go through this first game, Green Bay at Atlanta. I know what my head wants to tell me right away, and my head wants to tell me that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game because he's Aaron Rodgers. He proved last week that he doesn't need Jordy Nelson. I think we talked about that the week before. Jordy Nelson is a fantastic uh, uh, weapon for him in that offense, but he doesn't need him, and he's proven that. You know, week after week, uh, certain guys can be stepping up. Uh, Geronimo Allison, other guys, just random guys can be the hero, so to speak, for that game. Other guys, you know, it could be Ty Montgomery in this game. You just don't know. That defense – uh, has been pretty great as well. Uh, pretty good against the run, uh, has been better than expected with their secondary issues against the pass. I think, uh, I, I don't think that too many people would disagree with that. 
On the other hand, Atlanta, uh, a team that had a very subpar defense throughout the the majority of the season, well, their defense has come to play in the playoffs. That, there's no two ways about that. And that offense is just phenomenal. They're playing in Atlanta. It's at 3.05 on Sunday. And I, I almost want to flip a coin on this one. But here's my thought process. I want I want Aaron Rodgers to get that uh, extra opportunity at a Super Bowl for his legacy because I think his legacy deserves him to get that extra Super Bowl opportunity and possibly the Super Bowl victory because his career is going to be one that we talk about 20 or 30 years from now as being the best quarterback ever to play the game, I think or at least one of a couple guys. And, you know, one of the guys in the AFC championship game is the other one. Um, But on the other hand, Matt Ryan has been so disappointing in some of his past seasons, and he is having a phenomenal season this year. Uh, Not, you know, he did some of it without Julio. Uh, Tyler Gabriel, you know, some of those guys have stepped up. Their running game is phenomenal. Both of those guys in the backfield uh, are weapons. They can do, they have so much with Shanahan back there calling plays to where uh, they can set up the pass with the run, set up the run with the pass, set up the run with a different run. I mean, they have so many options in that offense and have so many pieces right now and such a fantastic play caller. Uh, and one of the, you know, he's, and Matt Ryan has proved to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I, I'm going to pick Atlanta in this one and it's going to be by uh, a field goal. So I'm going to and I think, man, I think this could be a, this could be one of those games though. We've had, we've seen Green Bay and Atlanta just continue to shoot up in the points and I'm almost wanting to say 30-27 in this one. I just don't think it's going to quite go to that level where, you know, it's 40-37 to 37 or, or 38-35, something like that, to where everyone's like, God, it was just a track meet. You know, I think it's going to be 30-27. There's going to be some nerves in this game um, from somebody on both teams, whether it's on their defensive side or some of their offensive playmakers. I think two things. I think this will be a bad game for Aaron Rodgers, to lay a stinker and have a bad game. And I think it would be a bad game for uh, Matt Ryan to do that. I want to see these, I want to see both of these games, but I want to see this game very much because I think this is two really up and like uh, teams that have built their way up in the past eight to 10 weeks and deserve to be where they're at. But I'm going to go with Atlanta 30 27. Now, uh, Pittsburgh goes to New England and Foxborough. Uh, this is, in my opinion, this is not a good matchup for either team, but it's a worse matchup for Pittsburgh. And I say that because New England's defense is surprising. A lot of people has all season. Tom Brady is phenomenal. Uh, it does not matter what somebody talks about his, uh, last couple playoff games, the uh, specific statistics of it. Tom Brady is a gamer. He will be there, and he will have his team absolutely pumped and his offensive guys ready to make plays. That's just the bottom line. Um, Then you've got the best coach in NFL history, in my opinion, uh, there as well. That's another another side to it. That's going to be, you know, uh, uh, that's a big hill to climb for Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Tomlin's a great coach, I think. I think Ben Roethlisberger is one of the most criminally underrated quarterbacks in NFL history. I think that he's a guy who's definitely going to be uh, in the conversation for uh, not only the Hall of Fame, but in the conversation for maybe top 10 quarterbacks uh, of all time. And he absolutely should be. The The thing that kind of gives me a little bit of pause is – just last week, for example, against a team with a good defense and uh, a very suspect offense, they could do nothing but put up field goals uh, against the Chiefs. They uh, didn't really look impressive at all. All three of those guys, uh, the Killer Bees, none of them had uh, crossed the goal line. You know, that's a kind of a game, and I think that it, this bodes well for them just that they didn't get in the end zone for this game because they're, I mean, what are the chances of them not doing that again? Right. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh's a very good team. They, they do struggle at times, but I'm, I'm very curious to watch this game. I can't wait. I think this is going to be a fantastic game, but I also think that Pittsburgh has to have an all time game for this to, for them to, to win in Foxborough. Uh, New England is amazing at home. Uh, Pittsburgh is not typically one of those teams that is, uh, a, a, has the ability to knock off the Patriots, uh, at home, in my opinion, uh, Baltimore is more suited to do that regardless of how terrible they are at, at times. So, you know, but being that last week that they didn't, you know, get across the goal, they didn't score any touchdowns. Uh, I, you know what I'm going with Pittsburgh here and I'm going 27, 26. This is a one point game. It's a field goal at the end at the buzzer in Foxborough, sending all of the Patriots faithful home, throwing things, hating life, burning terrible towels outside of the stadium. I want to see New England in the in the Super Bowl just for the game's sake because uh, you know obviously the Colts aren't in it, so uh, I want to see the best game possible. But I definitely think that we could have an absolute explosion of offense with Atlanta and Pittsburgh just the same. So I think Pittsburgh is going to uh, come out hot in this one. I really do. And that's the main reason why is because they just left so much on the field last week. So I got Pittsburgh and Atlanta going to the Super Bowl. That's going to be a fantastic game. Um, I think that the NFL will hate that because New England's not in the game and Green Bay's not in the game. But I would love to see Atlanta or Green Bay against either one of those teams. I think the best matchups that if they were to be in the Super Bowl, if Green Bay was to win, I think their best matchup would be against New England because you've got those two quarterbacks going head-to-head and uh, all their legacy talk and everything that would come with it. Um, Atlanta and Pittsburgh would be, in my opinion, the second-best matchup because you have uh, Matt Ryan, a guy who is still trying to form his legacy. Uh, Then you have Ben Roethlisberger, a guy who has had uh, some ups and downs, you know, some bad years. I think that Luck's kind of following his trajectory right now, to be quite honest with you, Uh, except for the fact that, you know, Roethlisberger had a Super Bowl early on in his career. But this is, I, I think that that's something that, if he gets to the if Roethlisberger gets to the Super Bowl, this would be humongous for his career and equally large and huge. I mean, for Matt Ryan's career because he really doesn't have to do anything else 
uh, he's got a Super Bowl win if he gets there and wins it. So uh, that's who I got. I got Atlanta and Pittsburgh going to the final game, the Super Bowl, and it should be uh, super exciting. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoy this weekend's games. And I wanted, <laughs> I do want to say, reiterate that uh, I'm sorry for some of you that took my little fake interview the other day to heart. Uh, I tried to write it in the show notes so that you guys understood that it wasn't to be taken seriously. I thought that a lot of what I said was letting you know that it wasn't serious. I mean, who talks in a donut shop? Come on, guys. But I do promise not to do that again. I thought it would be funny. I laughed. I thought it was funny. I think a lot of other people did too. Um, But for those of you that kind of, you know, that I I got, so to speak, uh, I'm sorry. So I won't do that again. But thank you guys for joining me again. And I will uh, talk to you guys all tomorrow right here on Locked on Colts. You are Locked on Colts, your daily podcast on the Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.